Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, May 20th, 2021. The January 6th commission appears to be dead on arrival in the United States Senate. We'll discuss that, plus the baseless Arizona election audit providing a spark of inspiration among Republicans across the country. And finally, a big decision looms for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Last night, the House passed the bill to establish a commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection on the U.S. Capitol. The final vote tally, 252 to 175. 35 Republicans are among those who voted in favor of the commission. Ten Republicans, remember, voted to impeach President Trump. All ten of those Republicans are a part of that group of 35. But their ranks have more than tripled in the last few months in terms of getting some accountability for what went on in the lead-up and on the day of January 6th. This is the strongest rebuke of Trump yet by Republicans. But I think you'd be hard-pressed to see it as some clear break of the Republican Party shedding its fealty to Donald Trump. That's not the case. 175 House Republicans voted to protect the president from having to testify before such a commission, voted to protect Kevin McCarthy from being subpoenaed to testify before such a commission, put politics above getting a total authoritative, bipartisan, independent account of January 6th. And of course, right on cue, President Trump put out a statement today, seemed to be threatening these 35 Republicans who voted for the commission. Quote, see, 35 wayward Republicans, they just can't help themselves. Sometimes there are consequences to being ineffective and weak. The voters understand. That may be the reason that the bill is as good as dead in the United States Senate. We talked yesterday about the fact that Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell announced his opposition to the bill. That certainly put some nails in the coffin that it was going to pass through that chamber. But now you see how Republicans are trying to move on from this beyond just Mitch McConnell. Richard Burr, one of the Republicans who voted to convict President Trump of impeachment, one of those seven Republicans, he's not for this commission. Susan Collins, another one of those Republicans who voted to convict President Trump, she has problems with the current form of the January 6th commission that passed the House yesterday. She wants changes before she'd be willing to say she supports it. So the path to getting 10 Senate Republicans seems more than steep. It seems nearly impossible for Democrats, and therefore the bill is not going to pass, and this commission may not come into existence. So what next? Well, Nancy Pelosi was asked about that today. We're taking this one step at a time. What we've said we want is a bipartisan commission. I don't want to uh, weaken that position. Everybody knows what my options are. They are no secret. The preference, not only preference, overwhelming preference is for bipartisanship. So if indeed this bill is dead in the Senate, many observers expect Nancy Pelosi to set up a select committee in the House. 
Now, here's what else matters today. We've talked about how Republicans in Arizona have launched this partisan election audit. It's been plagued by complications and infighting out there. And that Florida-based company Cyber Ninjas, the company overseeing the audit, is behind schedule, reportedly not following what election experts say are standard auditing procedures, not to mention the baseless accusations leveled against other Republican election officials. And yet, Trump allies haven't given up on trying to revive the ghost of the 2020 election. And now, what is going on in Arizona is serving as a model for what Trump supporters are trying to accomplish in other battleground states, including Georgia. On Wednesday, former Georgia State Rep Vernon Jones proposed an audit, saying in a statement, quote, Georgians still have questions about irregularities found in the 2020 election, and they deserve answers. Just want to remind you all, the Georgia votes in the presidential election in 2020 were counted at least three times. There are no irregularities in the Georgia vote. Donald Trump lost the state. Joe Biden won it. But this move comes a day after Trump said in a statement that Georgia should follow Arizona's lead. Again, another example of his grip on the party. And we're not just seeing it in Georgia. We're seeing it in New Hampshire, in Michigan, even in California in local elections. This is now part of the MAGA crowd. They are taking on local elections officials and demanding these partisan audits in hopes of finding voter fraud that simply doesn't exist. And finally today, both Democrats and Republicans in the House are all watching closely to see if this is the year that could be the end of the Pelosi era. After Democrats won the majority in the House of Representatives in 2018, Nancy Pelosi said she'd serve again as speaker for no more than four years. 2022 would mark the end of that four-year period. But as it stands now, nearly every source that my colleague Manu Raju, our chief congressional correspondent, spoke with, says she will not quit before the end of this Congress. Remember, Paul Ryan did that back in 2018 when he was speaker. Every Pelosi aide says she will not leave before the end of this Congress. But everyone awaits her decision, and it clearly can have a huge impact both here in Washington, in terms of setting up the next generation of Democratic leaders in the House, and of course, back home in San Francisco, where several Democrats are eyeing the seat she's held since 1987, including her daughter, Christine Pelosi, who's mentioned as a possible candidate to replace her. One of the main reasons Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to be seen as any kind of a lame duck yet, she's the party's biggest fundraiser. She's raised some $32 million in just the first quarter of 2021. If Democrats have any hope of keeping the majority in the House of Representatives, they need Nancy Pelosi on the playing field raising money every day from now through Election Day 2022. The filing deadline in California is next March. That's when we'll likely know Nancy Pelosi's fate. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.